Welcome to the Mac Metallic Podcast, where we respect fashion's past, analyze fashion's present, and get excited about fashion's future. I'm Liberty Impop, founder and creative principal of fashion media company Manic Metallic. Several times per week, I'll bring you episodes about exciting things happening in fashion, discussion about current issues facing the industry, and the places and people that have made the fashion industry great. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram at the Medical Talent Podcast and at Medical Talent, both linked in our show notes. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Medical Talent Podcast. I'm Liberty, your host. I'm really excited to get into this week's three things episode, but I want to give you a quick reminder. For the podcast this season, we're doing three episodes per week. One episode centered around the future of fashion. That's Monday's Three Things That Manic Metallic is Excited or Curious About series. One episode centered around fashion's present. That'll take the form of a conversation about either one of Manic Metallic's recent articles, a new story taking fashion by storm, or anything in today's fashion world that I feel needs to be discussed. And one episode centered around fashion's past. That's Friday's Who Is series, which has actually been really popular so far. Glad you all liked those a lot. Now that I've cleared that up, let's get into today's episode. So the first thing that is exciting Manic Metallic in fashion is the trickling out of Fashion Week calendars for the Spring 2023 collections. So Fashion Week is about a month and a half away, and cities like New York and London have already released their preliminary show schedules. Being preliminary, the schedule could still change, but... I'm getting it in my mind what shows that I'd like to attend in order to cover them for Manic Metallic. I wouldn't mind attending many of these shows on the New York schedule, but I'm going to name off some that are of particular interest to me. There are a lot of brands, but I'll try to be brief. Proenza Schooler, Rebecca Mainkoff, Altazara, Derdu, Dauphinette, Allison Olivia, Sergio Hudson, Ola Johnson, Sandy Lang, Puppets and Puppets, Bajali Mishka, Carolina Herrera, Interior, Bibu Moapatra, Aria, Frederick Anderson, Laquan Smith, Snowy Gao, Akinvas, Gabriella Hurst, Bevza, Peter Doe, Jonathan Sinkai, Sukina, Tori Birch, Kristen Cowan, Bachiva, Dion Lee, Mercarian, Tom Ford, Kate, and St. Centra. Now, some of those brands are going to overlap in terms of time, and I get that. And there are a few brands that were on the schedule last year, and some that weren't on the official CFDA calendar last year, that I'm not seeing yet. I want to return to Negris Labrum, for example, to see what the brand has in store. I was at the show last season. I also want to see Michelle Duncan's work at Duncan, but I'm not seeing her on the schedule yet. Again, there are likely going to be updates to the calendar, and I'll try to keep you updated on those. I'm getting excited just thinking about the shows and attending, meeting new people. And this is a feeling that the online shows during the height of the pandemic could not replicate. The second thing that's exciting Manic Metallic in fashion is Instagram users' swift rejection of the changes that the platform has been making to compete with TikTok. Now, I'm not going to spend too long on this point, but I did want to briefly touch on it. I'm so encouraged at just how swiftly and completely that the new changes at Instagram within the app were rejected by users, including many in the fashion community. 
Now, for those of you that don't know, two of those primary changes were to, one, have full screen photos and videos, and two, to show more posts in the user's feed that were algorithmic recommendations. That means more of what you didn't ask for and less of what you did. Less family, less friends, and less media and creators that you chose to follow. Who wants that? No one. And that's why, at least for now, Instagram walked back to changes. Honestly, though, it was probably because some of the more popular users like the Kardashian-Jenner clan jumped in on the complaints. It's really unfortunate that they couldn't listen to the rest of us plebeians. The patricians had to step in and complain before anything got done. Go figure. Complaining about Instagram is truly the most useful thing that Kylie and Kim have ever done. I want to take a quick moment to tell you about Manic Metallic's recent product. Do you like fashion? Does it matter to you beyond just entertainment value? Well, Manic Metallic is a fashion media company that creates audio, written, and video content that supports our ethos that fashion is an art, discipline, and societal force for change. We recently published a fashion ebook titled Alternative Fashion Capitals, a survey of 20 cities of emerging thought leadership. In it, we detail 20 cities beyond just New York, Milan, London, and Paris that have thriving fashion scenes, and we dive deep into what they have to offer, including shopping districts, specific places to shop, brands, events, fashion organizations, fashion publications, and universities and colleges. These 20 cities have a lot to offer the world with regards to the fashion industry, and Manic Metallic is determined to share their stories. We'd love for you to consider purchasing this fashion ebook and for you to join our growing community via our website, social media, newsletter, and podcast. For more information on the ebook and where it can be purchased, please visit manicmetallic.com forward slash products. We look forward to hearing from you. Now back to the podcast. So the last thing exciting Manic Metallic in fashion this week is the Fabric Act. Now the Fabric Act stands for the Fashioning Accountability and Building Real Institutional Change Act. That's a mouthful, I know. It was introduced in the United States Senate by Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, a Democrat from New York, and in the House of Representatives by U.S. Representative Carolyn Maloney, also a Democrat of New York. Now, here are the five primary tenets of the Fabric Act. It wants to enforce minimum wage standards and eliminate wage theft in U.S. garment factories. It wants to increase accountability on brands and retailers who combat workplace violations. It wants to increase transparency. It wants to incentivize reshoring with tax credits. And it wants to create a $40 million domestic garment manufacturing grant program aimed at revitalizing the industry. Now, recently, the United States has passed both the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act and California's Garment Worker Protection Act. Now, that's at the state level, but... Both of those laws are certainly a step forward for the industry. Now, the U.S. garment industry is facing a crisis of workers, where workers in the industry are aging out of the workforce, and we don't have younger workers to replace them. The bill invests in workforce development through the establishment of a $40 million domestic garment manufacturing support program. The bill also introduces a 30% reshoring tax credit for garment manufacturers that moved their manufacturing to the United States. 
Now, the goal of both the reshoring tax credit and the garment support program is to incentivize domestic manufacturing. Additionally, the Fabric Act would create a national garment industry registry to lend transparency and enforce accountability for companies that try to skirt fair treatment of workers. It'd create an hourly wage in the garment industry and eliminate peace pay rates until the minimum wage is reached. Now, for those of you that don't know, a peace pay rate is essentially where factories pay the workers per piece that they make versus paying them fair wage. The workers are paid pennies and it's truly unfair. Fashion brands and retailers would be held accountable in addition to manufacturing partners for wage violations. This proposed law sounds pretty promising for National Garment Worker Protections, but we've got to get it passed. This is why Manic Metallic endorses the Fabric Act, and we urge any other companies in the fashion industry to do the same. And that's going to be it for today's episode. Tune in a couple of days from now for the article discussion that we've got coming up. It's going to be good. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you got value out of today's episode, it'd mean a lot to me if you'd rate, review, and subscribe to the Manic Metallic Podcast. Be sure to tell all of your fashion-inclined friends and co-workers about the podcast as well. This would really help us to spread our message about fashion being an art, discipline, and force for societal change. And don't forget to stay in touch with us by subscribing to the Manic Metallic newsletter and following us on Instagram. Feel free to reach out to us through either of those means. I'd love to hear from you. I'll link these all in the show notes. You're the best. See you next episode.